Welcome back as the IFC presents another episode of The Four Archetypes. My name is James Molinus. We've got a great episode for you today. Today we have a special episode as it is just Dr. Lahab Al Samurai and Dr. Lisa Hong for a special Valentine's Day edition of The Lover Archetype. If you enjoy the IFC's Individuation Podcast and want to support, make sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. So without any further ado, Dr. El Samurai, take it away. Welcome back to another episode of The Four Archetypes. I'm Dr. Lahab El Samurai, and with me today, Dr. Lisa Hong. And we thought we'd give you a special pod on Valentine's Day, on the lover archetype. Dr. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. That's a, that's great. <laughs> how was your Valentine? Uh, the Valentine's Day was nice. It was yeah. nice to celebrate. Yeah. Did you see a romantic movie? Not a romantic movie, no. But we had really, we had a really nice evening of nice. just. It was everything was not really planned and deliberate, but yeah. uh, we both collaborated, collaborated, and made something that was, um, we created together. Yeah. And, we created a beautiful evening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll start with that. Creation. That is the essence of the lover archetype. In the primordial gods, there was Eros. Eros was god of creation. Way before he became Cupid. and that That's a transformation and it's only an aspect of the true archetype. So let's talk about the lover archetype. I thought I thought it might be interesting for our listeners, our viewers, to get a sense of the lover archetype. The lover archetype is the energy of creation. So if you know somebody who is makes you feel really good. Every time you see them, makes your problems seem really not really complicated or uh, what's the word for it? Uh, Irritating as much as you think. They just turn the evening really in a very different direction. You have fun with them. If you go out with them, you have fun with them. Right? It's what 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 are you sensing? It's their energy, right? Their energy is alive. Like everything is great. Like the drink is great, like the atmosphere is great, like the sound is great. Everything is great. It's like it's a perfect harmony for them. Because yeah. Oh, I'd like to add to that. Yeah, yeah. It's not just great. It is great, but what makes it great is everything's all right. Everything's enough. It's yeah. enough. Everything's calm. Everything's great because everything, is, we don't need to do more. It doesn't have to be less. We appreciate what comes up, yeah. but everything is great because everything's enough. And there's that sense of calm and you're enough. The yeah. place where we're at in it is enough. And we're here. Yeah. We're the good time. And, yeah. and we are the, we are the ones who are creating. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's sitting it's sitting in the mother's lap, right? It's that that feeling state of sitting in the mother's lap, where you're taking care of, you're supported, you know, you're happy, you're fed, mm-hmm. you know, you have all these like really good feelings, like you're chuckling, right? That's what the lover does. Right, because that is the energy of creation. That's the energy. That's what it feels like. That's what it looks like. That's how it is. Now, you might ask, okay, uh, why are we just focusing on the lover? Why aren't we focusing on all four archetypes? Well, the lover is essential archetype. Without lovers, we wouldn't have a population. We have we would dwindle down and die off. Right? Kings and queens need one heir, so they're not going to have a lot of babies. <laughs> Those babies replace them. Magicians are doing shit that you know they might fall in love, they might have a child here or there, but they're that's not their main concern. The warrior is dedicated to fighting. Without the lover's energy to contain and hold them, right? They cannot be held. They end up destroying themselves. Killing themselves, maiming themselves, getting in situations where, you know, because that energy becomes too much. It's not contained anymore, right? There's balance and flow. Among the four, there's balance and flow. The magician, lover, axes, you have the king-queen warrior axes. You also have the king-queen magician axes. You also have the lover king-queen axes. So if you think about it, how it moves, so not to be technical, but how it moves is you can draw the other archetype from the other archetype because you contain all four archetypes. But if that's your skin, if that's what you fall into all the time, you can tell the lovers from a very early age, Dr. Lisa, you know, you would remember, like even in kindergarten, lovers had all these people around them. Everybody wanted to be their friend, right? Those are the kids everybody wants to be their friend because they're so nice, right? I bet the uh, the lover archetype child would have the most Valentines handed to them from their classmates. Yes. Everybody wants to be their friend. Yes. So, yeah, that's the lover archetype. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones who get like 31 envelopes or something. Or, or yeah. one from everybody. Yes, yeah. yeah. So they're the ones who like stack up envelopes. Mm-hmm. You know, where other kids have like one or two they gotten, you know, or the teacher passes one out just <laughs> to cover all the kids. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, I remember those days. Right. And you would say to yourself, it's like, why? What about me? Well, if you're not a lover archetype, you're staring at a part of you that you have that you can draw energy from and 
um, integrate more, but it's not your natural setting. Let's put it that way. It's not how you run. So some people run on 35 degrees, some people run on 65, some people run on 75. Everybody runs on a certain level. That's not how you run. The lover archetypes know them. They know themselves and they know others. Even if they don't understand what the archetypal energetic pattern is, they understand they're the lover. Why? Because they love everything. Dr. Lisa, they embrace everything. Right? They're the most committed to the cause. They love the cause. They talk about the cause endlessly. And it doesn't matter what the cause is. It could be conservation. Yesterday I saw a lover archetype getting signatures to save uh, the trees. And I could tell he was a lover's archetype, you know, just by his approach. Mm-hmm. Right? You wanted to talk to him. You didn't want to blow him off. You didn't want to say, oh, you know, I don't have time for you. You know, it's the trees. We don't have time for our lungs and our breathing capacity anymore. But it's somebody on the street who you might or not want to talk, especially standing in front of a grocery store. It just, but Dr. Lisa yesterday, you know, I offered to buy him dinner. I offered lunch. I didn't know what time it is. <laughs> he was because I could sense his energy, right? And his energy was clear. And it was good. It was loving. Right? So my response, my loving response is to offer food. <laughs> That's my loving response. <clears throat> But we, we recognize the, the lover archetypes, like Han Solo in uh, Star Wars, right? Han Solo is the lover. Right? Can't stay in one place, needs to move around. Yeah. Sure of himself. Knows exactly what's going to happen, even though he doesn't know what's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. His campaign is the claw, the cause at that moment. Yeah. Even if the cause might change or shift completely. Yeah. So the committed to that cause in that moment. Yeah. And the cause has something to do with me, not with other people. It has a direct ref reflection on what what's missing with me where I need to go, where that cause is committed. Where do I need to go? Is that a um, campaign for a lover that's disembodied or is that a campaign for a lover most of the time? Well, I think, I think it's more disembodied. Mm -hmm. I think, I, I think the, the mature lover is committed. Like you, you could sense the mature lover, right? But they're stable. Their energy is not floating everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And what I mean my mature is not like more respectable or something. I mean more fully developed. Mm -hmm. And self-aware. Yeah, 
and, and yeah. Yeah, the development of self, right? Mm -hmm. Self-awareness, consciousness of self, self-reflection, mm -hmm. you know. How do, how do we know, you know, being able to decipher, you know, I am, I am this thing, but I am not everything. Mm -hmm. That's where you get lost, you know, you get inflated, right? The magician gets inflated, you know, it's like they know something and it's like nobody else does. So they get inflated on that idea, mm -hmm. right? And the more they keep it a secret the more they move into the shadow axes because they start seeking power, right? Instead of sharing wisdom or sharing um, insight or sharing the mysteries of how things work. Mm -hmm. right? Negative energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They become more recluse. The lover becomes more of uh, going from flower to flower, mm -hmm. pollinating, right? They become uh, manipulative. The, well, yeah. The, a lover who is disembodied uh, will appear more uh, selfishly driven. Correct. For their own benefit. And yeah, yeah. Even, even if it hurts others. Yes, and at that yeah. point, people of just you'll ha have a lover come in. You're like, oh, what do they want this time? Yeah, <laughs> but you still let them in. But yeah, because they're yeah. still charming, and yeah. they get yeah, and they can push these buttons. Like I think yeah. I'm getting tickled, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, they can push uh, your buttons very easily. They could get invited anywhere. By the way, they're like. A lover doesn't even know they have this power. They're not even aware of it. It's just like, this is how life is. <laughs> That's how unaware of it they are. This is how life is. I can is. choose or not choose. Yeah. I could go or not go. Yeah. Like, they don't think that nobody's going to let them in. That doesn't even occur to them. And it's outrageous if it does. Because mm -hmm. they won't let it go. You will let them in. Mm -hmm. You will. They will... They will twist everything around you and you will be in a little tornado and you'll just say, go. <laughs> go, there's no stop sign. Just go. Right? But the lovers, um, the need for lovers stabilizes societies. The more love there is in a society, the happier the society is. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, think about it. The corporations uh, use Valentine's Day to sell all kinds of shit. They're using they're using the image of the energy, right? Flowers. The image. That's the energy, right? Flowers. New life. So we sell, sell a bunch of flowers. We need hearts. Yeah. The image <laughs> of the energy. Not the, They're not selling you the energy. They're selling you an image of it, right? Even the image of it sells out. <laughs> Even the image of it gets people excited. 
if they want to or not. I was walking down downtown. I was meeting Sarah for uh, uh, lunch at the Capitol Grill, and I saw a bunch of people carrying flowers. I became very conscious that I wasn't carrying flowers. Why I'm not carrying flowers, everybody else. Ah, so the image messes with you, right? The farther you are away from that energetic pattern, right? The more the the more you notice it. What you notice is is different. It's different from you. It's different from what you do, from your feeling state. Right? We have a shortage of lovers right now. Or we have too many disembodied lovers because they're they're you know. The politics now are of division and anger and hate and blaming the other. The lover archetype seeks out the other. They love that which is different, right? They're the creators of fashion. Fashion is a is the lover at their best. Right? You can see it in Fashion Week. If you've ever watched Fashion Week, you're like, who are these people? If you're not a lover, you don't understand what's going on. <laughs> you don't, but the lovers understand what's going on. Right? Everything from the models to the platform to the way people are seated around them to the way that clothes are draped to the lighting in the room, to the atmosphere, to what they're drinking. Everything is thought of uh -huh. in detail. Mm -hmm. Everything is measured, right? This is like lover energy really concentrated. Like if you want to sit in the nuclear reactor of lover's energy, that's where you sit. They are creating every... Uh, eliciting a, a response from every sense, eyes, ears, smell, well, yeah. taste, touch, Correct. to make it personal Correct. for you to have a specific sense of atmosphere and place and a word, what you ex and how you experience. They are just the energetically creating uh, and eliciting that uh, movement within the audience. It's pretty. That's it. Great. I never thought Beautifully about said. Lovers, lovers being uh, fashion designers. But yeah, my first thought was Marilyn Monroe. Well, yeah, absolutely. She was a lover. Absolutely. Right. Uh, 1000%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her voice, her demeanor, her movement, mm -hmm. her the the sense of innocence with the lover. There's a sense of innocence with them when you see them, you know, unless they're Unless they've moved into their um, shadowy, shadowy aspects, huh. you know, there's an innocence about them. You're attracted to that energy because creation is innocent, right? Creation is something completely new, something you don't know. It's innocent. 
not forced, manipulated. It's almost spontaneous and gracefully. Yeah. 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 Even when it's violent, what it creates is beautiful. Right. Have you had that friend who's like super sweet and nice and calm and gracious all the time? But, um, but once the one time, the one time that they tried to lie or tried to um, manipulate a situation and how they wanted it, it came out all jaggedy, and you're like, "What? what where is this coming from? Yeah. Why? Why is this? Why are they acting this way or saying those yeah. things? It just comes yeah. out all jarring." Yeah. The, yeah, that's it. That's one. That's one yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's a lover not in their skin. Yeah, <laughs> the lover in their skin would like fleece you. <laughs> Without you, yeah, you would be happy. That. No, you would give them a kiss on top of it. It's like, yeah, I would do anything for you. Kiss them and say goodbye. <laughs> so <laughs> let's say this: if, if you wanted to flatter a lover. Yeah. And you wanted to give him the ultimate compliment that any yeah. lover would be like, oh, my God, I'm just dying for those words to be said to me. Yeah. What would you say to them? Well, the first thing I would say to him or her is you look amazing. <laughs> right. And this what this does is it reverses the energy. So the energy now is flowing inside of them because they're like they're owning it. Yeah, I am. Hmm. Well, thank you. You know, they're very selfish. That's a sign of respect to the lover. It's not flirting or anything. No, it's a sign of respect. It's like you're acknowledging their energy. Right? A warrior would take that as what? As how dare you? Yeah. What do you mean I look amazing? Who I'm are so you to tell me how I look? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But the lover elicits that reaction from you. The warrior does not. You know, the less said to the warrior, the better. You know, that's how you respect them. You know, with very few words, because what you're doing is respecting the energy. Right. You're not poking it. You start saying too much and then they punch you and you're like, oh, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, how about for the lover, what would be an offensive statement or act towards them? Oh, anything that, um, anything that does not acknowledge what they are um, deeply invested in. So every lover is invested in something. They're invested in a project, in their relationship, in building something, in having a group of people come together, in their social life. You know, they have many different things that they do. Right? As soon as you take away from any of those things or dismiss them or not ask about them, then you're basically what you're telling them is uh, you have no sense of style. <laughs> Um, and that you're primitive. Like, because they're up to date. Right? Mm -hmm. They're up to date in fashion. They're up to date in... Why are they up to date? Because they're always creating. You know, being up to date is like 
creating all the time. So for them, that's that's how they feel internally. And if they're not feeling that sense of creation, then we have misery. We have depression. Right. Mm. You have deep depression. You have... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Liz. Yeah, what what does a depressed lover look like? Um, they would either be drinking too much or eating too much or like doing compulsive behaviors. It could be sexual, but um, re repeated, uh, repeated compulsive behavior, compulsive behavior, basically. Interesting. Repetitive behavior, because Repetitive. what is going on is, is I'm stuck in a loop. Uh -huh. And so, right. you, you know, you, you start to see them and you, you're like, oh, that's weird. So it would be weird because they're usually kind of at the forefront of creating, leading uh, people or... Yeah. An idea. yeah, yeah, and then infusing them with energy, giving them purpose, giving them ideas, giving them feelings. You so know. these repeated compulsive behaviors or um, losing uh, control, or kind of indicates that they're not leading and they're lost and they're, they're yeah. displaced and yeah it's like the it's like when they get addicted uh, you know when they get addicted to cosmetic surgery mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it, it, it ends up in a bad way right because now you you're trying to create perfection but the mind is skewed Right. So you actually can't create it, but this is your this is your energy. But now what you're doing is you're messing with creation. Yeah. You're messing with your own creation. And that's when things get dicey, especially when you when it becomes compulsive. Hmm. Right. Because then you keep going back in. It's like, oh, you know, I'll fix my butt. No, I'll fix my thighs. No, you know what? I'll fix my chest. No, it's my belly. I'll fix that. No, you know what? It's my neck. No, you know. You know. So maybe this is tangential, but what archetype or which archetype is the most likely to be getting plastic surgery or body modifications? And which ones are, oh, are the, the, least, the least likely to have body modifications? Um, or um, uh, the lover is the one who is at the forefront mm -hmm. the warrior is the least of likely ones well actually no the magician is the least likely of the group the warrior the, the warrior they will take modifications that will enhance them Put them in a position of power. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you could, if you, if you could, like rig a, a, a torpedo launcher from your arm, they'd yeah. be happy to do that. Yeah. If nine year yeah. old, thank you. Yeah. So, so there. <laughs> um, I would say that 
queens and kings are less likely just because the more they feel because you know they they are the completion of the four they keep the four together they are the divine they are the divine on earth so they are creation itself so it's it's very different so they if they're doing it then they're not in their skin hmm. they're disembodied you know they're not in their archetypal energetic state unless it's necessary mm -hmm. for the functioning of what they do mm -hmm. so no that there's a difference so if it requires that i look 10 years younger no i'll go do it because mm -hmm. that's that's part of the job that's what i you know i'm not gonna but vanity is not something that vanity is only when they go into their shadow. That's when they become vain. And they also become intolerable. Right? They become tyrants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing pleases them. Nothing works. Nothing. And everything I have to do. You know, that's that's the worry. That's kind of, you know... It feels like I have to do this, I have to do that. And then what you do is that energy drags you in. Mm -hmm. It's negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the lover, you know, the lovers make Valentine's Day. You know, mm -hmm. all the rom-coms, you know, all the lover archetype movies, mm -hmm. they call them rom-coms. Uh, ro romantic movies they you know um they could contain death and dying like yesterday i was watching a bunch of movies that had somebody dying of cancer but they were like love and romance movies right so even death can be romantic Not necessarily tragic, but romantic. And it's interpreted through the lens of the lover. You know, what happens to the lover, how the lover becomes angry, how they change, how they uh, grieve, and how they get over stuff. So those, the, you see them all the time, you know. And you're always you're always sitting there and it's like, why are they so happy? <laughs> like, what are they on? Yeah, that's the energy. So um, if you have a lover in your life, it's Valentine's Day. Let them know, you know, that they make your world a better place. Dr. Lisa, any thoughts before we say au revoir to everybody? Yeah. Um, we all have a lover in us. Every yes. single one of us. We are all lovers. With that, we are the four archetypes. And happy Valentine's, everybody. 
everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for tuning to this episode of the IFC's The Four Archetypes. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Dr. Lisa Hong and Dr. Al Samurai. You can also find us on the IFC's YouTube. Make sure to check out the Jamp Institute for Training's Magician's Call podcast as well. Tune in next time to the IFC's The Four Archetypes for another episode soon. The IFC is a not-for-profit institution. We do not have any paid advertising for our podcast, but we do accept donations. All donations and contributions are tax-deductible. You can find more information at the superconflict.com.